Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes, and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb. Welcome to episode 96 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Myself, Wooly, Nathan Barden, and the Spartan Steve Sparling live in session. Let's do this. Yeah. Jesus, it's been warm. Oh, Oh, it's been hot. I am melting. So many days in a row, just hot and humid. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll get to work and as soon as I get there, I'm just drenched. Yeah. As soon as you do anything, eh, in this humidity, like you can, it's fine if you're in a fan, you're not doing anything. It feels okay. It's hot, but it, it's okay. But as soon as you start doing any sort of weight bearing or any sort of physical exercise, you just sweat. Yeah. Um, walking. I guess even walking out in this would be the same. You just sweat. It's, yeah, it's just not good conditions to do like anything really, except swim in a pool, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I had um I had a bit of a dig at uh park run at New Farm. We had the run code like Christmas party thing there. Yeah. And um I did the first two K in th- just under three thirty average, I think. And then when I turned around, I was just like because I had you had a little bit of a headwind going out, so it was sort of that breeze was kind of cooling. Yeah. As soon as you turned around and the wind was behind you, like, oh man. Yeah. Heat. I, I just dialed it right back. It was just unbearable. The thing is, once it gets you, you can't get back to where you were because you sort of, it just instantly drains you. Like you've just physically drained from it, I guess. And it's, and I think if you could even get by through the mental part of it, I don't think you'd recover from the physical side of it. It's just draining. Once yeah. you get that breeze behind you, the heat really, the body really heats up. Eh? Yeah. So, I don't know if any of you have done that park run before, but Jesus, it's busy on that path. Not really a fast. How many people go there? Oh, there was 300 and something there. And yeah. you, you're talking 300 and something people on that one path. But not only that, you've got loads and loads of dog walkers and other people out jogging and walking. It's, yeah, you spend the whole way, your whole way back zigzagging. Yeah. I, I did Wynnum um, park run on saturday and that's the same there were so many just general public users out as well as parkrun people you know what i mean but you could see there was a lot of people just walking because you're running and you're zigzagging in and out around people but the thing that most concerned me there is the pathways are so skinny so used to running sandgate well you you did that event there earlier steve so you'd, you'd be well and truly aware of it but the pathways one part after the you did like almost three k's out and back to the start and then another K past the start back to the finish again. So it was a loop out, which is two Ks, but that pathway was only about a meter or so wide and you're running yeah. backwards and forwards past each other, left and right side, as well as people walking on there. It's hectic. eh? Yeah. You can't, you just can't go all out Yeah, unless you just run on the grass and that's sort of lumpy and holes and, yeah, it was the same there. One way there was no breeze because it was behind you, probably going roughly the same pace, like twelve k an hour or something. But um, going back the other way, there was a little bit of a breeze, which was reprieving. But 
It's just hot. Everywhere is hot. You caught up with Starkey, didn't you? Yeah, mate. Yeah. He's um not been very well, poor bugger. No, well, we were supposed to do a couple of training runs um before it went well. I remember ages ago, it would have been would have been about maybe eight or nine episodes ago, I mentioned that she had COVID and I had a bit of a talk with her. She was on the treadmill having a bit of a run post COVID and she was on some um some tablets or whatever. And we would we had a brief conversation about the the price oh, yeah, of them. Like a thousand bucks or something. A thousand bucks, man. But you know, prior to PBS. What's that? Antivirals? Yeah, the antivirals. Remember we mentioned yeah. that? And you said <laughs> the cost of it prior to the PBS is just ridiculous, man. But, oh, it's a thousand item, didn't I, when I had COVID? Yeah. Um, it was a thousand bucks, but I only paid 40 bucks for them. But after that conversation, she went downhill. She got like a bit of a infection. She and went to hospital three times, I think, from, um, I think from our conversations over the past few weeks. She'd been in hospital three times. Um, just really struggled heaps. And, and it affects it affects you in more ways than one you know like she's went through COVID and got crook she missed events got sick she's in hospital you're sort of isolated because of what's happened um but that was her first real run in like six weeks 5k just went straight into park run she'd done a few treadmill runs but not 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 like going outside and running in that sort of temp you know come Saturday morning it was already 26 degrees when we started and by the, by the end of it it was 29 or something this humidity is just Makes it way worse. The temperature's so some... not too bad, is it? Uh, no, I mean, it's just five it's degrees. Just the humidity. Right. humidity is just oh, it just saps you. Yeah, that's what we were talking about, man. As soon as you go outside and do anything, you just leak. Just the sweat just comes from you. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. one of the guys at um, Runco said they explained it really well. They said, "Oh man, it's like running through soup." Yeah, I was like, "Man, that's spot on." It's, it's like running in a sauna, man. It's yeah. like just get going, and once you go on, it doesn't stop. Oh, eh? and but the worst part is while you're running, you're creating your own breeze. So when you get to the end of these runs, it just pours out of you, doesn't it? Once you come to a stop, um, but yeah, it's very cool. I've never met her before. Basically, just sort of said, let's catch up and do some runs prior to GC twenty five k. I think I'm not sure if she was doing the fifty or the twenty five, but yeah, we were supposed to do some training runs. Um, that never happened, so it was very cool. After you guys. You interviewed her and Nikki um, after their marathon. Um, and that was the next plan was the GC50, which never happened for her. So very cool just to catch up. You know, I just mentioned to her, if you're feeling any good this Saturday, I could probably meet you for a park run. How about Wynnum? That's close to where you live. And she said, oh, my God, let's do this. So it was very cool just to get out and get her out. Of, um, get and her run out all right, too. Like, pretty good time for, like... For her first run and, like... Yeah post whatever's happened that's pretty bad but yeah it was cool she took me to a one of the local coffee shops and we had a bit of a shoe shoe talk i think she purchased something just <laughs> from our conversation then straight after that she said i'm at dfo with mum so i think she even went shopping okay. after that <laughs> yeah so it's it's a running thing uh you just gotta you just gotta just evolve with it and just shoe choices whatever but um yeah she's pretty cool so hopefully from here she just gets better and better and um the running comes yeah. back. Yeah. She's like I, I had a bit of a look at her accumulative um totals and given that she's been sick, she's she's ahead of you and me, Steve, running wise. So it's wow. a massive totals, eh? And given that she hasn't run oh, her her run on Saturday was her biggest run in six or seven weeks. 
she's still at like 36 or 3700 k's for the year wow Shit. yeah yeah so yeah i was exactly the same when i looked it up because i remember on saturday i had a chat with you briefly in the car after our run our runs and um said that you're just about to pass 3500 k's yourself and i'm a couple hundred k's behind you just due to i guess um injury more so we were about the same the whole year I'm um I'm probably not going to get there because I'm going to have a break now. I've been saying I'm going to have a break for a while, so I'm going to have a full week off this week. Yeah. Next week I'm going to do some gym, but I'm going to take two weeks completely off running because I've got a couple of little niggles that just aren't going away, and I think the rest will just um and and like you know Clive Gross from the Bush Turkeys, yeah, he's yeah. got a stress fracture at the moment. Um, Again, in his sacrum, same, oh, really? same place. So like, but like I said to him, he knows exactly what he's got to do to, to heal it. But, and this is the same for Starkey, even though it's sort of, it's hard to kind of, you know, get your head around when you love running like we do, but this is probably not a bad time of, of year to not run. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. you're not really missing out on much. Hang, <laughs> hang on a sec. You're sitting on 3,000. 484 k's you're not going to just go out there and run 13 and a half k's at some stage over the next few weeks just to tick no, over 3500 how many weeks have i got before the new year nah two. i won't make it two weeks two nah, weeks today definitely... is, two weeks today is new year's day how many k's you gotta do 13 and a half and he's, he, he ticks over 3500 oh. Maybe I'll yeah. do 13 and a half on the friday next week or something, but I need just jog it out with tammy man yeah, fine. Yeah, it's come on. Yeah, I'm still planning to hit 3,500. Oh man, I've got this like sort of groin issue that just is this the same one that hit you when you're doing those 1k reps at the mill? Yeah, yeah, remember that night I went there and I just canned it on the warm up and I thought it had gone, but then every sort of like second day, it's it's not. It's not super painful, but it's enough to be a little bit alarming because you're kind of like, why won't that go away? Yeah. So I think if I have a week off, see how it goes. And um and uh yeah, it should should heal on its own, hopefully. So I thought that went away. So obviously it felt like it went away, or is it just the or the really high intensity stuff that it sort of shows up again? Man, I think it's um I think it's a combination of work what i've done something in the gym at home which has caused it but mm. then also i play quite a bit of soccer with my eldest and i think that like i'm always kicking with my right leg and i think that's aggravating it too so i've gone i've switched to just full left footer mm. and um yeah i just thought look i'll give it a week of nothing and see what happens yeah so how does it how did it feel when you did like i think you just pumped out like a 1750 at parkrun yeah i didn't really notice it at all but when i was doing a couple of drills before parkrun i noticed that when i like sort of like lift my knees up high you know like kind of that drill when you sort of yeah. knees up sort of felt a little bit of pain then but not it's not like massive but it's kind of like oh what is that why is it still there you know you just expect it to go away yeah speaking of pain i saw nathan he um rocked up to Brighton early on Saturday, Sunday morning and he'd done around 10K and he looked horrid, eh? It was, he was 
dripping wet and then just looked like he's in pain. So tell us about that. I was cooked. Uh, we set off and Matilda and I over the bridge. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to do 15 today because I was going to go for 75k a week. And I said, oh, I'm just going to do 70 because I was getting a bit. Uh, I actually, I ran, I did the warm down with Dara. And I said to him, oh, yeah, you know, I was trying to get to 100k. And he was like, his sweet spot has ever been about 70, 80k. I said, I don't know why I've just got this thing to run to get to 100k a week. There is in my Nick Bester plan, but that'll happen hopefully when it's cooled down a bit. So, and he said, look, you don't have to do the 100K, you know, like, and I said, well, I'm actually starting to feel a bit fatigued because you're going to start getting into injury zone, you know? So I was a bit like, maybe I need to listen to my body a bit and just like, just back it off, sit on, I'm definitely feeling so much fitter, you know, with the with the track stuff and the longer runs. And um, so I was like, yeah, maybe... I should just back it off. So I thought, oh, I'll just do like a 15K. It's going to be hot as well. Mm. And I ran up over the bridge and I was so, so slow. My back was really sore. My hammies were sore. Then my IT band on my right leg was pulling and it was pulling down into my like shin bone, you know, the, the shin muscle. And my leg went to sort of like give way a few times because it was just sort of so tight. So I stopped at the 5K mark, had a really good stretch into that like glute TFL and and hammy and, and everything and then it sort of came good so I, I was doing it's coming back over the the bridge and then i could see you see everyone i was like oh no it was like five it was like um it was like six what was it, no, five, six, six o'clock five. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know, i'm gonna i'm gonna miss them so i hit the i just hit the afterburners and i was doing like 455 k um sprinting over the bridge and uh, i did that for about like a k and a half 2k and i was I was um, rooted, so um, I I just got there and I was like, oh man, I cooked myself. From my experience, when I say to you, Are you all right, and you go, oh, it's just an ITB, and I said to you, you're all right, mate. You didn't look that great, and you just went, I'm hurting. I'm actually hurting. <laughs> you didn't actually have any sort of pinpoint of pain. It just come out, I'm hurting. Oh, everything was hurting. Man. Hammies were tight. And I was thinking, oh man, I got I got to do the uh, we got the beer mile relay this afternoon. But- yeah. So you had that in the back of your mind too. Yeah, I think just, you know, like, so anyway, um, but I just did another, like, 6K easy. And yeah. um, I think I just missed 70K for the week. Uh, yeah. A couple of K, but oh, I wasn't bothered. It's just been too hot, mate. I mean, that must do, that must be really good training to run in that heat. I reckon it does something else to you. Like, I know, like, altitude does, but I reckon it definitely does something, you know, help, whether it, helps you produce more rubber cells or not i don't know but i definitely think it helps ben yes. malin always says push through these hot months and reap the rewards when it cools down yeah he said that heaps though yeah and yeah it's long as you can get through them without getting injured then you you do see the rewards yeah i had a good long run on on sunday given taking in all this sort of stuff but um adrian seville he's one of the regulars at north lakes i know you battle with him a lot at that sort of pace that you're running he come along he said i'll see you sunday we did a warm-up him and his son matthew um just 5 30 pace sort of slowly progressed from 5 40 through to about 5 15 so the average is 5 30 for five and a bit and then we jumped in taz who just come off 107k ultra last weekend He's done 10Ks in sub 430 average. I don't know how. 
just an animal. Um, but they, we got to about four or five k's in. He goes, these boys are pushing real hard, and I said, I'm not planning. I'm running that fastest. I'm just going to stick at this. And we sort of sat at that 4:46 average somewhere around then for that 10k. And I had her actually had a good run because it's a conversational pace. You know what I mean? Where you can still have a chat and you're on the verge of going, you know, heavy breathing, but still able to still sustain conversation without sort of overdoing it. And I actually enjoyed it. Went through the 10 pretty cool um, and end up doing 15 and a bit K. So that's not a bad run in that, that heat on Sunday morning. was quite warm, but. uh, I, We should um give Taz a shout out for that event because that's pretty, uh pretty insane. Yeah. Under 15 hours for a hundred and like six K. Yeah. Um, 60th. He got overall 60th. Yeah. 3000 meters elevation. And he did a shoey at the end. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a great finish. It was a great finish. Like, fair yeah, play. 14 hours, 50 minutes for 10. What is it? 100 and 105.7 Ks. Crazy. 3,600 meters elevation. Yeah. It's unreal. Snow, wind, everything. Oh, there was everything. Oh, yeah. There was two storms. He went through two full monsoonal storms where he was completely soaked. And then he said, and then you're running and the sun come out and you dry out and it was 33 degrees. So he went from like five degrees or something up the top. So many climate changes. They were running through. They were running through snow at one stage, and then running across like grass that had ice on it. And he said, then next minute it was a storm, then running through mud. But given that, I don't know any other race, Nathan, that the first eight k's is all uphill, the whole lot. First, I think, whole, I think the whole. I think the first thirty is like all the way up to like. 1,800 meters above sea level. Yeah, but the first eight had no downhill. It was just completely up, 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 up. And he goes, yeah, after 8K, 8.5K, he said to try and run again from just jogging hill, just the hill climb for 8.5Ks. He goes, that's what it felt like. And then trying to get your legs going again. And he goes, you get to the point after that, at whatever Ks it was, trying to go downhill, and you got no muscle control, just from your legs just being cooked and then trying to run again. They went in two cars. I wish I'd... I'd known because the hundred and the hundred miler still had entries and I could have got entry and gone jumped down there with them. So um, I was like, but they're talking about going again next year. So might make it a road trip and go next year. Because you get your running stones, it's UTMB, you get your running stones to go in for UTMB France, the big one. We can talk about like Taz did a shoey after that event. We talk about Taz's drinking ability bit later on in the beer mile relay but there's not a lot taz can't do <laughs> to be fair a eh? swim yeah. bike run yeah. and skull yeah he knows he knows he's good at it all too mate let's talk about the gc 50 you run the 25k yeah we we've missed you since you've done that what was it like oh mate um we went down and stayed there just to save travel time. I know, I think it was roughly around 90 bucks to stay there. We just stayed in a hotel there near the airport at Gold Coast, um, which sort of saved. It was only a 10 or 12 minute drive to get to where we were going to park. So you think it'll either be close to two hours from here and you have to get up an hour earlier just to get ready and go. So a three hour drive and being, um, I went with Sam Hyam and his um, student, 
you know, the new running fella, Sam Allen, that absolutely crushed his first. I think he only ran a f- one half marathon before that event and he did 25K. He only finished seven minutes after me. So what an, what an awesome effort for a young fella. But um, it was humid. You got there and it was, there was no breeze really. It was very still. But you could sense the sun. It was overcast at, at that stage and the sun hadn't come up and it was already hot with no breeze. Um, I went for a little warm up with him when we got back. They already called everyone up to the start for the 25. Sam had already taken off. There's not enough. Oh, they'd already commented that there was not enough toilets for the last few years. And when we got there, I reckon there was two blocks of toilets for the amount of people. There was, I think, 700 people in the 50K and 1,400 in the 25K. So we're talking over 2,000 people. And there was two lots of toilets. There was 13 where I went to the toilet before my event. And over near the finish chute, there was another lot of 10. So I'm only talking 23 cubicles, like when you oh, call no. them portaloos for that many people. And the lineup was like probably eight or nine deep for each one. And it wasn't a lineup for each actual toilet. It was a lineup to go whichever one come out. And you had to look at the person next to you and they just go, you go or you go, you know what I mean? There was no actual lineup for one individual door. It was for whoever come out, go. And then I was already aware of that. So in the morning beforehand, we sort of used the toilet at the hotel, but it was just a matter of you still have to pee. If I thought of it, man, I just would have jumped the fence and peed in the dunes to save time. You know what I mean? So for that reason, I missed Sam's Sam Heim. I missed him starting. I said, I just got to go for a pee, you know, and I missed the start. Spewing about that because, uh, yeah, but... The other Sam, he videoed the start and Sam was off to a great start. And straight out of the block, he broke into the pace that he was after for, I don't know if he told you guys, but the plan was to run the first 42Ks at sub three marathon pace, which he achieved. Him and Arvi talk about it. Arvi from the Striders. He's a Morton Bay Roadrunner Striders. I think he's a bit of everything. Bush Turkey Track Club members. Um, they had already sort of met, set a plan to sort of run together and, and help each other. And I think Arvi actually was ahead of him when I seen them because we passed each other a few times going backwards and forwards within the 50K. They did 12 and a half K loops. We did six and a bit loops out and back. So to make our 12 and a half by two, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we actually seen them. The first time I seen Arvi and Sam, Sam was probably about four or 500 meters behind. Um, the second time they're on their way out for the second loop of the, the 25 K, their second 25 K loop. And Sam was only about, I don't know, 80, 90, hundred meters, a lot closer than the first time I seen him and gaining on RV who was still hauling ass. And I do remember at one stage there, Taz, Taz was down there as well. He was just helping pace Sam, just keeping him, you know, sort of, um, keeping him sort of in, in on toe to where he wanted to be. He said, I don't want you to push me beyond where I want to be. I just want you to help me sort of out. I don't want you to make me burn too hard and, and lose where I'm at. I just want you to be alongside me, sort of a bit of encouragement. Yeah. And um, I, I remember Sam said to me, he goes, any chance if I leave, you know, uh, um, you know, the soft loss, I think Sam had the powder in there ready to go. And all he wanted was someone to fill that up and then give it to him on his second loop out because he had everything else with him for the first loop and he had his gels for the second loop. He just after a soft flask refill, which is pretty cool because the Striders, uh, Morton Bay Roadrunners and heaps of those other 
running groups had little huts set up at the finish zone. So you could basically leave your gear there and then feed from there if you had to. Sam asked Taz to fill it and then bring it out to him. So I remember seeing Sam running past at marathon pace, which was about 408 to 410 pace, I think, at that stage. Yeah. And Taz hauling ass trying to catch him. And I said to Taz at the end, did you actually catch him? Because he was probably like, I don't know, a minute behind when I seen him. I seen Sam go past. I seen Harvey go past, Sam go past about 80, 90 meters behind. And then I seen Taz running faster than both of them trying to catch Sam. And he goes, I never caught him. He was going way too fast. And I had no idea how far ahead he was after. He goes, that's just, a, he goes, it's a crazy pace they were, they were running in that heat. Um, yeah, so Sam always had the plan to try and do the 3.30, 3 hours 30 for 50K. So we were um, already finished. Our event was hot. So from 19K, we started half an hour after the 50K. And it was already when we finished 32 degrees. So that's two hours. That's 7.30 a.m. in the morning. And when Sam finished, it was 36 degrees. Oh, man. It's just the worst, though. It's, it is. It's just draining. I don't know. I still, in my head, it's unbelievable how he run that event both of them, RV as well, in in that temperature that we're talking about today, just talking about park run, doing five k's in this, not fifty k's. That's ten, sort of ten park runs. You know, it's just crazy. But it's he got almost it. like like you got to be a different type of athlete to do that. Oh. You know, like some guys are just they're good at ultras. Some guys are good at um, short distance, middle distance runners. Like it's almost like you got to be a, a heat athlete yeah. that can yeah. just do that yeah because you but think and Arvi's like a top runner and he even struggled and sam yeah. just run like nothing had changed as <laughs> if it was like a cool day sub yeah. three hours through the marathon yeah was it 258 259 259 i think uh, Arvi was 258 something so i think he went through about 40 seconds quicker in the marathon they started together they both took off the same in the same wave. And I think from the video I saw, they were basically out of the blocks at the same time. So off the same time basis though, I think Arvi was just a little bit ahead of that stage. So they both went through sub three hours, but the difference was, I think once they got past that, that's where Sam passed Arvi and just kept going. Whereas Arvi just faded a little. Yeah. He had a couple but, of really bad Ks sort of like. Yeah. Seven minute Ks in there. I think that's where um, Sam probably caught him and passed him. So in the back of my mind, I'm waiting for a mate now. Me and the other Sam Allen had finished. Um, we'd gone through the finishing shoot and had drinks and sort of had a bit of recovery fluids and went to the finish area where they're turning off because they, as far as I know, you know, Sal's from Morton Bay Road? Sal's? I don't know. I'm not sure of her first name. Sal's on, on Strava. She was the leading bike rider. So she is pacing the lead runner men's. Um, and said that she was doing the 50k lead bike rider. So when they come through, I think he come through about, they say when you went past the finish shoot and there was a, almost a kilometer out and a kilometer back to finish. So I think it was about 1800 meters from that point. When he come through, we were standing there watching her pace him back. Some guy, as he's turning into the finish shoot, which is only 200 meters, walked across with a temporary fence in front of him almost took him out as he's coming through the lead runner for the 50k hopeless he went nuts man absolutely nuts um 
so I think he went through in two hours, uh, three hours, 14. And then the f- female winner was the course record, apparently. So, yeah, second place, Marnie Ponton, 3.15. Yeah, 3.15. So it wasn't very long after he went through that she placed the, the female record ever for that course, um, which is insane. amazing and insane. And they were running solo most of it. So for anyone playing at home, the 50K guy, um, Sal's said unbelievable on her bike the this you know like the i think on your running watch every kilometer it goes off it goes and tells you your kilometer split on the bike it's 5k's that's what her bike computer was set to and every time 5k split went he was running 1920 5k's 19 she said i remember seeing 1918 1919 1921 1918 1920 just completely and the whole time chatted with her as if he was just like cruising along because he was just running by himself. He had no idea. No one pacing off him. He was just riding along, running along with her pacing on the bike. Basically, she's not pacing. She's just she's just get telling everyone to get out of the way. The lead runner's coming through, you know, she's doing her job. Well, um, he, he's running sort of like 350s-ish. Maybe the whole like, way. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. That is crazy for 50K in like 40 degrees. So after they come through, I'm thinking, shit, that's only another, you know, 15 minutes. And then Sam's goal time of three hours 30 was coming up. So we went over to where the finish shoot swapped over. And I stood in the shade of the the archway that says the start finish. And the guy said, oh, you can't stay here. Um, we got runners coming through. I said, that's all right. I'm already finished. I'm just waiting for a mate coming through. He said he'd be here about 3.30. Anyway, um. At this stage there, it was roughly about 18 past after the lead male, lead female, so first and second consecutive runners come through. They stopped letting people go out for the second loop of the 50K, so the second 25K loop because it was just way too hot. At that stage, it was 35 or 36 degrees. Um, They let a few people through. Obviously, when they went through, it was an evaluation thing. There was two guys there, and they just looked at them and said, we're not letting anyone go through. Are you confident you'll make it back from this, this second loop? And a lot of people, regardless, like they were going through at that sort of three hours 20, I guess, three hours 20 for one loop, heading out for their second loop, which would make it a six hour, seven hour day, yeah. but unfazed by the heat. They're just listening to podcasts with their headphones on or music or whatever. And the, and you can see they already had, they probably had their trail vest on. So they're already got their hydration and everything sorted out. And a few of them got asked if they wanted to come continue and they said yeah yeah i'm fine you know like but others went thank christ all they all they said just continue through the shoot you'll get a 25k finishes medal so it's very sad for a lot of people because they didn't get to compete complete that whole 50k but in the same sense they probably did the best thing on the day to finish the 25 you know what i mean without sort of hurting themselves because i guess i guess going again for another loot the dehydration or even the heat succumb to the heat there's people before Sam come through around that three hours, 10 mark that collapsed on the course um, right after probably about the 1.7 K to go, hundred meters from that turnoff um, on the out and back to the finish line. There's a lady collapsed. They had no idea. I heard him on the radio because that guy was stopping the people going through. They had no idea what had happened. She just fell and was unresponsive. Um, they put a gazebo over her, wrapped her in ice and put a space blanket on her just to cool the body temp down. And there would have been about a dozen people there. And then I remember hearing him get on the ambulance saying that the medic tent, so the the tent for 
this whole event had been overwhelmed, we need a few more ambulances in. So they had already called for a couple more ambulances to come to the event to help. Um, and that's probably why they stopped people going out again. So yeah, safety. Yeah, more of a safety concern, really. It's just too hot. You, you imagine doing a lap and getting back to go out again. It's 35 degrees and you got to go out for another. And it's already at the three hours, 20 mark-ish around that time before Sam finished three hours, 34. And you're going out for another 25Ks. So it's just a crazy time of the year. Haven't they already changed the date for next year? Yeah, it's only a week earlier. Like this year was the third. I think it's the twenty fourth. So it's roughly it needs the to week. Be like two months earlier. It yeah. needs to be the start of November. Yeah, at least five weeks earlier, at least. But yeah, it's the last week of November, which is I think it's the twenty fourth. So it's still only from this year. If it was the same year, it would only be eight, eight or nine days earlier. So if they did that in winter, you could get your, you get your, and because it's flat in it, you you hmm. get your best ever fifty k time. But yeah. it's just, uh, just you know, the heat is the issue. So it's more like, but then like, if you're not going to be in contention for winning it, because then it is a battle of who's, you know, it's not always who's the fastest. It's like yeah. who can deal with the weather conditions the best. Um, yeah. For everyone else, it's just going to be a suffer fest. For know? me, I got to 19 Ks. We did a turnaround. So it was roughly six and a half Ks back to the, Okay, it was 5K back to the start finish and you had to do a K and a bit out to the finish line, right? So it was a loop back to the finish again. So it was an out and back. And then from the start finish, it was an out and back one and a bit K back to the finishing shoot. There was drink stations, wherever they were, they were every 3K. They were each, so you run between them. There was one each side of the track. So on the out, there was one. On the other side of the track, there was another drink station. They had water in the middle table. They had hydrolite, which is... Um, a fixed nutrition. I think it was just the the hydration drink that they have. And then they had another water table after that. So they had three tables each side of the track. I was running with Scott Britton, who runs with Runco. Um, and I've seen a lot of people in distress around that time. And I'm thinking, all I've got to do is run 5K. And I go past that start finish, do a loop around like I did before, and then go down the finishing chute. But I stopped at a table. Literally, there was like an inch in the bottom of the cup and I was thirsty. So I had to grab another cup and then just trying to swallow that and get going again. I just couldn't get going. Eh? I think the heat just gets you. And because you lose momentum at these things, because everyone comes to a stop and because of the heat, it's just savage. Eh? And I remember the one after that, I went to get another drink, but all the cups were empty. So people were just going along, grabbing three or four cups and just tipping them over their head. They're not drinking it. They're just trying to cool themselves down. And then I actually went on the other side of the road, of the pathway to get one on the outbound side, so which would have been 16K at that stage to get a drink just to, to wet my throat. It was a heading back. It was a, a really dry, southwesterly, hot, really hot breeze, like a furnace almost. Um, and I think that's just affected everyone on that last leg. Like you say, oh, you know, you, you think to yourself, I just got 5K to go, but that's, that's not 500 meters. Like 5K is a long way when you're struggling, eh? And once yeah. you do struggle, it's so hard to to get back to where you were. You can't. Um, yeah. I was happy with my time given the day. I finished two hours and one minute 30, I think. I think something around that for 25K. It's a way off a 21K pace. Um, but for the day, 
it still finished 100. The yeah, the effort. Out of 1,400 people, man. And there's so many people that beat me, but so many people that really struggled after me as well for that same time, you know, for the same kilometers. Mate, that's still a great result considering that you were injured not long before that and you kind of yeah. didn't really get the best prep. Bloody but, well done. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, mate, good effort. I just yeah. never injured it, any of those, because it's just too hot, I think. Yeah, but hands down, 100% to Sam Hyam for completing that um, the way he did. I think he may have finished about four or five minutes ahead of Harvey, which wasn't much in the end over 50K. is like maybe a K and a half at the pace they were running. Um, he's but eighth though, overall. He's yeah. Man, so. Eighth overall, second in his age group. Um, he was so stoked. Probably the only thing that let down the whole day was I think the way you read it on the website, I think he was expecting a podium for his age group, but there was only podium for first, second, third in the male and female category, not for actual individual age groups. So even though he got second in his age group, there was no actual yeah. award as such, which is a bit of a letdown for something that you pay so much for and so much effort went into what he actually accomplished on the day. Um, but I think he's done now. I think um, both the weather, his finishing result, which he was so happy with, and then after that, finding out he, there was no result to get like some sort of reward for it. Um, I think he's done. I don't think he's going to do that event again now. It's a bit sad because he's done so well. <laughs> Mate, I've been caught like that a few times. Like I've won my age group and I've gone and asked them, oh, do I get an another medal? And they just say, nah. And you're like, oh, there's okay. A, there's, there's a lot of people out there that um, I don't know if it's so much in the running community, but I think there are runners that say, if you don't come in the top three, you shouldn't get a medal even for finishing a marathon. You know, like mm. a marathon is a, like you know a long way, so yeah. like fair play. Yeah. For but, those playing at home too, Sam's time. He did not do one kilometer over five minutes. Okay, all his his slowest K was four fifty, <laughs> and that was like at like fifty seven, uh, forty seven Ks or something. He just obviously bonked a little bit, but then he went. Up, that was going up the last hill with about three K to go. There's a little bit of a hill pass and bus stops and stuff. Terrible, Sam. Like up, up your game. <laughs> yeah, it's an animal. Eh? He's just an animal. Him and Taz. I'm, I'm the biggest fans, I think, because I run with them once a week or, and every week you just think, how the hell do they just keep showing up and just performing the way they perform? It's unreal, eh? Well, how old Sam, though? Uh, he's, he's a bit older. Taz just turned 30. I think 30. Sam's yeah. 38 or 39. Oh, so, I see. You've got, you got youth on their age. Uh, 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 youth on their side. Age on their side. I said to Sam at the Guzzler, <laughs> I said, how the hell did you run that fast? And he goes, mate, he goes, I'm only a little bit quicker than you, but over that distance, my weight is a massive advantage running trails. He goes, I weigh 51 kilos, and on your best week, you're you know, 82 or 83. He goes, that is a massive fatigue factor in running trails with hills and everything over 50Ks. But in the same thing, it's a huge advantage running a flatter track in that sort of environment that we run GC50. So... Hands down to him though. That's his. That's a PB marathon within a 50k ultra in the heat. It's huge. Yeah. Hey, we um, we're talking about Taz a lot, but got to take my hat off to him for his um, 
drinking abilities in the beer mile. Me was our team as me, Nathan, yeah. uh, Taz, and Claire. In the we were in the world. It was the beer mile world championships <laughs> at the Nunda Crew track. Relay, yeah. relay, relay. Sorry. So the yeah. rules were: this is how it worked. You, you, uh, there was five heats of five, five teams. And uh, four people in each team, so you had six. to six six teams. Shit. Okay, and then you had to you had to scull a beer in this sort of like transition zone. Put it. You had to empty it, like so, fully drink it. Put it in a bucket. Then do your four hundred meter rep tag, and then your next person had to scull repeat, a beer. Repeat, repeat, yeah. And just till until the mile was done, and the top top three teams went through. So there was like heat semis and a final. There's three and, semis um, at the end, aren't there? Yeah. So, like, we quickly realized that the the sculling was a huge part of it because, like, you you think you could be a 60-second, 400-meter runner, but if you can't scull a beer, you're in the transition zone for a minute trying to get it down, and, <laughs> and a slow runner's already finished, you know? And so... I was starting to panic once I saw how quickly everyone else could drink because I can't scull. And, uh, you know, the first couple of heats went through and then we were on and Taz went first for us. And Taz just, mate, downed his beer in like, I think he was still third to, to like finish. Yeah. Which, which was like. And took off like a rocket. Surprising because he, the, the two guys who in front of him literally just went like this, bang, shotgun. Yeah, they and then gone. The one guy, I think, he bit into the bottom of his can and then put it at his mouth, pulled the pin, and it just like they called it shotgun. It just went gone. But a yeah. lot of people were, they weren't finishing their beers properly. So as yeah. the day went on, they started saying, um, Joel, the multi sport MC, was on the mic and he said, Look, if you, we're going to start checking your beers. And if there's too much weight in them, we're putting them back on the table and your next runner's got to drink them. So they've got to drink the beer and the dregs <laughs> of your can. So it was really good entertainment, but there was a lot of people having to um, drink more beers. Like, and uh, but mate, Taz down his, and then he literally put us in front. So he we- run, he run. His average pace for his run was like around 210 average. Oh, he mate, I'd love to know what his 400 split was because he, I think he pressed his watch at the start, you know, so he, he had his whole, yeah, uh, I didn't hit mine, included. I forgot to push mine. You can clearly see his whole run, so you can see him move once he got the, the drink, and then there's a pause, and then he takes off, and there's he splits. So, if you go into analysis on his Strava, it has two minute pace, 230 pace, and he's clearly just slower, but just slower than the two minute pace. So it'd be like two ten, somewhere between, you know, two two minutes and I don't know two fifteen or something. He is he was absolutely flying, and he held that pace motoring. constant the whole way. He was motoring, and he, he he like reeled the first two guys back in. So he put you in first pace. Tagged first in place. first position. Did he tag onto you, Nath? Were you second? Uh, Claire. Claire was second, and then we sort of dropped back a bit. Claire was a bit slow drinking. And then um, she tagged to Nathan, but sort of held us in position. And then you were a bit slow drinking too, hey, Nate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we were in fourth when I um, took the baton. And um, 
I was th- I'd been watching because I've never been able to scale beers ever. Um, I'm more of a like a like a long distance drinker. I can drink for like two days, but I can't scale. And um, <laughs> so I've been watching videos on YouTube all day of like how to scale. And basically, the most of the videos were saying, look, you take a deep breath out, open your mouth, and just tip it down your throat. Like, don't get your tongue in the way. And literally, I crack my beer. And I'll just down it, like just fully just, and I'm thinking, oh man, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I reckon I got like uh, more than three quarters of the way through the can. And then I realized like I need to breathe and it wasn't going down anymore. Like <laughs> something that some kind of like, you know, maybe my esophagus or whatever had like closed up and then oh, it was, it was hilarious, but I did a full like projectile froth vomit. Um, the crowd went bananas. Like it was pretty entertaining. I would add something right here, though. You're going into the beer mile relay world champions, and you're watching YouTube's on how to drink beer. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I got no. I I had no idea like about sculling beers. I've just never done it. And then I was like didn't really even think about it until we got there and watched the first few heats. And I was like, Oh man, we're in trouble here. Yeah. I've seen some really good commentary, Joel, Joel, um, out, out in the commentary and then some young fella come through. He's just absolutely necked a beer down without even thinking. He goes, here we go. The 16 and a half year old, his parents yeah. would be so proud. Mom Look at him go. He's, he's gone. Look at him. He just left the field behind some 16 and a half year old. Just got got rid of a beer in like five seconds or something. It was amazing. Like, Joel's just roasting everyone. He's yeah. like, "Oh, here comes Harry High Pants and Harry High Pants." That's it right. It was like a group of guys running in like budgie smugglers, and like they were, most of them were like ripped up. They were pretty fit. Yeah. And and uh, Joel's like, "Oh, the, we're getting the dad bods out." <laughs> you know, he just roasted everyone. Jeez, it was funny. Yeah. Um, gee, he roasted me when I um did that uh, projectile vomit. And, um, yeah, we, uh, I think we came in second last and then the girls team, the, uh, my wife and sister and Matilde and one of the, uh, run with Rob girls were in, they were, they were behind us, but, uh, it was just a bit of fun and another great event down there, man. It's a great place for those relays and the, the running events. It's excellent. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, and the final man was all like it's hard, it's weird, but they were all top runners, but also they could all scull, like they were all shotgunning their thing to men. And also, there was chicks there, like women that were like they could just like they must do that quite a bit. Like there was a there was a girl there who she was puncturing the can with a fingernail, a thumb and, ring, I think she had a thumb ring on. Yeah, and then you know, opening the can and just shotgunning it. And she did that all the way through to the finals and, and was beating all the blokes. Like it was super impressive. So I saw that final, Steve, you posted that video of the full last leg, the grand final, the team that won, they weren't winning the whole way. There was like, they somehow or other on that third changeover, something happened there. Did the people that were winning drop something or? You had to put it in the bucket. And he rushed off. He chucked it in the bucket and it bounced out. So he, and he had to turn around and, he had and run to go back. Go back and get, ah. the other, get the can and put it back in. And the other team just took off and 
Holy shit, they were flying too, those boys. Yeah. 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 Wow. They were the Dilfs, they were the called. Dilfs. The Dilfs. <laughs> finally, finally, yeah, they, he caught him, didn't he? In the uh, Oh, did he have enough? Was he caught him on the run? No, he had enough gout. That's it, because he messed up with the – they would have won that if he hadn't missed the bucket. Yeah. Running and someone shouted, you haven't put it in the bucket. And he just must have realised he hadn't come back. Couldn't find the can, but another guy picked up his fruit in there for him and he just bang, went running. Wow. Some serious pace though, man. How, how's it feel when you got a, a gut full of beer running? Oh, mate, I thought I was actually, when I was running, uh, I got to the, the, going around the corner. So I'd only done like maybe 150 meters and, yeah. I, was, and I could feel it. And I was like, oh, I just want to burp. If I burped, it would have been better, but I just could feel it in the top of my gut. And I was like, oh, this hurts. It really slowed me up. And I'd forgotten, then I realized I'd forgotten to hit my watch. So I was like, oh, whatever. So how, how many, how many um beers would that winning team have in their bodies at that three. final three or four? Three. Three beers. Yeah, it's all wow. That's still a liter over a liter of liquid, eh? But they were zero alcohol. So they, yeah. it's not like you but they were drinking beers in between the but in between I don't think, heats. I don't think it matters what it is though. If you scull a no. liter of water, yeah. it's really hard to run. Like it's just your body's full. Mate, like I, I got the last quarter bit down of the beer and I literally, I couldn't breathe. It was like, I felt like my lungs were full of froth, you know, like from the can. And I reckon it took me half a lap before I sort of like burped that out and I could actually breathe properly again. Like, cause you spat it out as you you ran over the start line, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to swallow it as I'm running and it just come up. Yeah. Yeah. But That's um, crazy. yeah, there's <laughs> an oh, that was an awesome event. I reckon there'll be some really good um, like footage of that coming out on um, like Instagram and YouTube because there was quite a few vloggers there. I know yeah. Dave the Runner was there. David Stoff, he was. Yeah. I got some good footage. He was GoProing him like he GoProed himself doing the whole thing. Really? Like, I don't know if you've seen that, Nate. He had the GoPro like yeah, that. Yeah, I see it in his hand. I haven't seen Down his video. In the beer. And then filming himself run the rep and run like a bloody 65 or something for the 400, like moated. The fellow yeah. that was on the bike was videoing too. I've seen a few um, footages from his camera. So he was chasing the lead runner. So he'd go through the pack and catch the lead runner before they did the interchange. So that was pretty cool. Well, you see how fast they're running. They're flying. Yeah, man. He was hooking on the bike too, just to keep up with them. Any idea what the um, prize money was? I think Taz mentioned. 500 first place. And was that? personal was it to a team or a club or what how's that team. work so it's for the team, team but you could um you could uh like donate it to a club or something yeah i think so i think so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was I'll the rebound it. running club who won it i think they were the dilfs but yeah, yeah. It was 500 bucks between yeah. them so i don't know how they'd split that up they said to him afterwards joel said to him what are you going to spend the money and they said just more beers <laughs> what was the beer zero percent yeah it was was it naught nath it's it's it what they gave us at the gold north. coast north was it north, north. or naught like n-o-r-t yeah naught as in zero yeah naught. yeah it's quite yeah. nice yeah i seen nathan after the event he was still watching having another one so obviously he didn't mind it yeah i had a few because i'm I still haven't broken my, I had a few people message me say, oh, you've broken your streak because I haven't drunk for nearly a year. And I was yeah. like, nah, that was doesn't zero count. alcohol. Doesn't count. doesn't count. 
Yeah, but it was cool, man. They had the Red Bull car there, the Red Bull truck with a DJ on the back of it, pumping tunes. Bloody good. You guys try any of the Soccanies? Yes. Yeah, me so and they. Yeah, so that event, you got to try the whole Soccony range. So right uh, through, did they have the It wasn't elites? the whole Soccony range. It was just the, what do we have, the Elite? Elite. They were not the, they weren't the brand new super shoes, but they were like Dude. the ones with the, um, is it the TPU plate in them? So the speeds. Speed. Yeah. Something? Yeah. I think. No, the pros. The pros have carbon. The, the speeds have the TPU. Yeah. We, um, we had a good chat to, uh, Liam who was running the, the tent. Uh, yeah. got his email address. He's going to come on the podcast, have a chat to us. So that's, that'll be cool. Yeah. What one did you try? What one did you try? Gave the shoes back, soaked in beer. (laughs) Did everyone get on board and give them a go? No, there was quite a few. They've been obviously worn before, but I don't know what they were. Were they the elite or they were just the speed? I'm trying to look up what they were. He said they were a super shoe, but they weren't the brand new. You know, they're like, they've got that fluoro green. One that's just coming out. They weren't that. They were the one before that. Okay. Yeah. Not sure. Should probably figure that they out. Got, they got the Endorphin Speed threes and the Pro threes, and then they got the Endorphin Elites. The that's the, it. They were the Endorphin Pro. The Pro. But that's the, the carbon plated version of the Speeds. Yeah. 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 Still Man, race, bloody, still they racing were still racing. Really shoot. nice. Yeah. How really do you? Nice. How do they feel? Awesome. Yeah. Would you rate them against Nike just on that short little golden or? Really hard to say, but I would. They felt like the sort of shoe you'd run real good reps in, you know, in a session. Yeah. Like I'd definitely wear them at the mill at Petrie on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Doing some like 1K reps or some 800s or. I'm not sure. Anthony Foster, I ran into him a while back and him and um, Glenn kidney have been running at north lakes park run and anthony said that he just reckons they're the best day he goes bit of a pain in the ass you got to pull the obviously the inner sole is stuck in there and you got to rip it out to put your um you know your orthotics. Uh, yeah your orthotics in but once that's all sorted he goes out awesome he goes really quick and he's taken out first place there a couple of weeks ago when i seen him but he reckons they're probably yeah. the best shoe he's worn for ages so i don't know whether his background was nike or not whatever but He's he's on board. He's all Sakoni now. So, mate, sorry. Another one of the guys there that um I met at the Bridge to Brisbane. He's he's an LSKD athlete and an employee. Maka, he made the final. His team made the final, and uh, that purely, I mean, he can run anyway. But they could all scull like like you wouldn't believe. Like that, he was. They must do quite a bit of sculling. That's all I can say. Because they yeah. could, they were all just fully down in beers, like like it was nothing, eh? Just beer drinkers first, running super second. impressive, man. Yeah. Must be like something that oh, I, we just never used to do that when we were younger and drinking. Nah. Must be like something that like a lot of like sort of you know teenagers and people in their twenties do a lot of. Taz had definitely done a lot of that sort of shit. <laughs> he had the technique and everything, like. <laughs> Even the way he like popped the can and shit, he just yeah, and then he was off. Yeah, just a certain skill. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I would love to 
do a seeded 5k event at that location sometime next year you know get get as many people to enter get try and get some sponsors on board to put up some prize money get the elites you know get some top runners in the elite races and then try and get you know 50 people in each race seated down from you know sub 25 sub 20 sub 17 sub 16 and then the elites like if you could get enough people interested geez that'd be a great spot for it you know get the red bull truck there with the pump and music yeah is um, it a flat it's a flat course eh? it is yeah yeah uh, yes. a little bit of a bump at the car park end but then you sort of level out again yeah. i think for that whole back end yeah 1.2k you got a slight rise at the end of the home straight but if you get it on a good day and you get the wind going in the right direction geez you got a good like 300 meters with the wind behind you those shoes with the endorphin pro three yeah oh there you go i found them a little bit narrow but then they come up a bit small i probably needed a 12 and a half which may have then given me the extra width but my calves were really sore this morning i don't know if it was from them i needed like two and a half k in them but um oh it was good to try them out you know mm-hmm. yeah but so yeah good to Good event, like something different, you know, like a bit of fun. I think it was hot though. But it's pretty wicked with that track too, Steve. How would you run out of a five k there if it's one point two k and you got that four hundred loop? So you have to do somehow or other work it out so you got that five k start finish line. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you just mark it out with a wheel. Four laps would give you four point eight. Then a little bit. Yeah, so two hundred. 200 finish, finish down a bit different, bit further around. The, you could measure it out with a with a wheel. Yeah, like, yeah. Down the center line. Yeah. yeah. You might just have to have the start and finish in slightly different spots, but. That's what they did at the race the roof. Yeah, true. That's right. Give you a walking area for, it was about 100 meters. Yeah. So I guess it wouldn't really matter if you start the start finish. You just have to do the laps until you come into the finish line. So. Yeah. So yeah, you have exactly. it over the back side, it wouldn't really matter. It's only half that loop that you did extra on top of four laps. Yeah. Should talk to Joel about that. How who organized that one? And like, you know, there's all these uh shoe companies you, get on board, well, you? you know, on running did that relay down the Goldie. That was unreal. You yeah. can get people like LSKD there and everything. Yeah, yeah. They're listening. If anyone's listening, and they drop us a line via Insta. Yeah, that socials. I was thinking um, we could probably turn this episode into, I know we've only got two weekends till New Year's Eve. So we're basically talking this weekend, next weekend's Christmas, following one's New Year's Eve. So we're running out of time to sort of maybe list off in our, from our point of view, the biggest and best sort of memories of the year. I know the marathons have all been huge because they like pushed some really quick times this whole year, um, the international marathons. But Anything that comes up in your minds that you'd like to sort of list off as something memorable that you remember from the podcast or just off the top of your head that you've watched, basically? Or personal. Yeah, on a personal personal level or? Everything, just listed off. We've either mentioned it or it's come up, obviously, in the news, probably even on Facebook or Insta. I know a lot of things just come up on Instagram. You go, wow, you know. Um, we marathon running, didn't we? So, but I think the marathon times, like for the for the elites, has just been just 
getting knocked down. Not we're just waiting for it to go sub two hours in a race, and I think it's going to happen next year. Yeah, mate. Why don't we just like fully prep for this and do it next week? Yeah, and like write some uh, write some stuff down and and come back to that because that's like a really good topic that we could um that we could cover in depth yeah. through locally and internationally. Also, maybe the people that are listening, they could they got a week. Like if we hear the podcast tomorrow, whenever they actually decide to listen, drop us a a, a message and list off theirs. They might have heard something on here or heard elsewhere that we haven't mentioned. Um, but yeah, let us know. We we can give them a shout out regardless. But um, one person that has come up a lot this whole year, which I'm I'm happy to go now, is Courtney DeWalter. Um. She's smashed everything. I know Nathan would have been following her because he sends me the little screenshots from her Instagram page, and I, I know that's come up quite a few times this year. Do you do you remember she, all the? She the did hard. She won. She uh, she won Hard Rock. She like, I think she won it outright. Then she won the Women's uh, Western States, and then she won the Women's UTMB. So I don't think that's ever been three months, like one one per month. And she, no one's ever done that, the double, let alone the triple, in one mm-hmm. year. So that's one cool. running calendar year, she's done the triple, not just the double, um, which is pretty amazing. She's a bit of a weapon, and I know they they class her as the most elite out of the whole field because they put signs up on the course saying Courtney DeWalter will pass you. Please let her pass. Do not <laughs> stop her and slow her down. And that that's. That's but Jim Warnsby as well. Jim yeah. Warnsby, he tried for, what was that, seven times? I think that was his eighth time yeah. of doing it to try and win. Or it could be 10. I've got to, yeah. look, I have to look it up. But he kept going back, and I thought I was never going to. And he went and lived out there, and he finally he finally got the win. And he, him and, and Zach battled it out, and um, he just managed to stay the test. And Yeah. Uh, and that was just the first American man to win as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty good uh, event. I was watching it live as well. It's good. And as well as the road running events, there's been some massive, massive totals in those backyard ultra events too. So something oh, yeah. else we could talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dead Cow Golly got a world record, didn't it? So yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So anyone, if you're still listening. And you and there's anything that you think we should sort of like talk about next week, shoot us a message on the Instagram page and we'll we'll yeah. discuss it next week. Like if you think there's something locally or internationally that we should talk about, let us know. Cause there's so many good results on a local, not like average runner level, but you know, it's sort of like local legends that have done so well. But then there's also mm. just, you know, like phenomenal results in the Gold Coast Marathon and overseas marathons and, you know. Yeah. I think and, also, yeah, outside our headspace too. So it's something away from what we might be thinking all the time. So there's obviously yeah. other running events that we probably miss. On the Tuesday, uh, Sam Gardner joined us for the track session. So if anyone wants to see some of those, uh, go to my YouTube channel uh nathan's type one fitness and it's the road to london episode nine uh sam gardner joined us and um he won the 100k at dust till dawn and he's actually going to run again next year he doesn't know what what he's going to do yet 
Um, and he said he hasn't actually done an event since then. Yeah. Oh, he hasn't done anything all year other than just training. Are you doing yeah. the backyard ultra up at um, Smurfs up at? Camp? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's the only yeah. one. Yeah. So he's gonna. Um, so just to let everyone know that um, Jeff's runs. If you go to jeffruns.com.au, um, the Dustal Dawn is there. Um, there's a like a fifteen. There's a ten k for the kids. There's a fifteen k which Stephen Matilda um, did last year. There's a half marathon. There's a marathon. There's a fifty k, a hundred k, a six hour and a twelve hour. Yeah. So um, yeah. Um, you can uh, have a look, see what I do. The prices have gone up, but they're going to give out trophies for each event, uh, each distance, like winners and that. I think top three. So, is there is there any particular event there that wasn't numbered that you have a pretty good chance of winning if you did get involved? I know Steve. There was a up. few doing the. There was there wasn't many doing the twelve hour, the hundred k. Well, yeah, you'd have to go pretty hard in the hundred to mm. get that. That 50k, that guy was just flying. He was uh, so that was hard. Um, is there many in your state? You might do six and six and 12 hour, you probably get more of a chance at trying to win. If you want to stay awake all night, you could do the 12 hour. Yours is done and dusty in one hour, Yeah, 15k. Ah, was there many in that? Yeah, it was quite a few. The Steve was flying. No one was, <laughs> Steve was just. I like had a really good run that K's night. You know, I went through the 10K, I think, in like 36 something. Like I was going pretty well. But yeah. that's like a good flat, even though it's a bit, you know, bumpy and off yeah. Nice and flat course. So you can run really fast on it. Yeah. You're running road shoes, you're fine. Yeah. I, was, I, was I said to Starkey on Saturday, I said, Steve was at the um, Tagulua run. He did the 15K. She goes, I didn't even see him. I said, he was flying. He did like 15K in under an hour, just under an hour. She's like, really? So I you, think I goes, did actually say good day to her there. That was the first time I ever met her, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. She didn't remember, but yeah, I did say that you were there. Yeah, and Nathan did the 50K. Yeah. Yeah. But I, anyway, we were talking briefly about that on Saturday, and she didn't think you were there. But anyway, we're going to get a big try and get a big crew up and camp over for the night. There's electricity. Is entries there. open for that? It's open. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it's mate. only a few months away. I'll put the link yeah, to that is. in the um, description. I don't know if I might do the fifty or the six hour. How much would you get in six hours? Sixty. Sixty plus. Uh, Fifty-five, maybe. Yeah, I did five and a half hours for the fifty last year, but I of just under that. But I, I had that my hypo, and then I ate so much, and then I puked, and then then I, yeah, I was in a bit of hurt. But what? How much training I'd be doing? I was doing like forty k a week. Yeah, not much. Yeah. You'd run so much better now. Yeah. 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 So that. But for time... anyone, sorry for anyone listening, if you're sort of like I'm in an iron about that event, like it's wicked. It's on a one k loop. And you can set, there's so much room and space. You can set your own drinks table up. So your spectators actually get to see like every few minutes, you, you're whizzing past. You can grab something off your table, set up a tent, whatever. It's like really good, um, really good event. And it, and it goes into the nighttime. So it's actually cool. Like yeah. it's sort of warm when you get there, but then it really cools down. And yeah, it's, you can run quick on it too. So it's not like, you know, you're going up and you're doing like hundreds well, you of meters 10, of elevation. 36 minutes, so it's like shows you how fast it is. Yeah, like it's pretty flat. It's just sort of like 
the only thing that kind of slow you down is a bit, there's a grass section where it's a bit lumpy, but apart from that, it's like excellent to run on. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Should we wrap it there? Yeah, yeah man. We'll get on the uh, prep for next week for the highlights and, yeah, and all that. Get on Instagram and send us a message who you reckon we should talk about. Yeah. There's someone that you think we haven't mentioned or something we missed this year or just something that really sort of got you involved or something that's pumped you up for a run. Even just watching the marathons this year has been huge. Eh? Oh, it's been awesome. It's just, yeah. yeah, I'll save it for next week, but I've got something I want to talk about anyway. But yeah, it's cool. just, it's like running is just so healthy at the moment in Brisbane. It's just massive. Hmm. In the meantime, everyone just look after yourself. It's going to be a hot, long summer and just stay hydrated when you're doing any sort of running. I know on the weekend, I only did 15 and a half K. I think I, I probably necked about 1200 mil of water straight after that just to rehydrate. And um, you just got to keep the fluids up, guys. I'll tell you what helped. Doing that beer mile um, like race, I went and had a few uh, extra ones as well. And that really did hydrate me quite well. Um, so I was actually like, my pee was clear when I went to bed. I was like, yes, I was really had hydrated well. I could feel it as well. <laughs> That's good news, mate. Right? <laughs> On that note, we'll catch you next week. Yeah. yeah. See sure. you guys. Thanks, See guys. Boys. See ya.
in my mind. We should find in time our minds. They will shine with the longest shine you can. Put the time on minds. Don't be these purple elephants. A twisted intelligence. Extension on tolerance. Dimension on flowers in my mind. Stop rewind. Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me and my imagination. In my imagination. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind, 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 mind.